This is Wrestling is for Girls, a podcast where two gals who are deeply invested in the semi-fictional friendship of two guys who want to beat up two other guys who are brothers get together each week to talk about those guys I just mentioned and also a lot of other great wrestlers and wrestling happenings. I am Jillian, and I am here with Abigail, and we are just days away from WrestleMania 39. It's in the air. It's in the water. It's everywhere. (laughs) It's in my clothing. Everything is seeped in. Mm -hmm. We are going to do things a little bit differently this week in light of WrestleMania just a few days away, and uh, we're going to just go through our predictions, go through what we know about the card so far. Um, and just kind of talk about those in the context of the wrestling we saw this week. Does that sound good to you? It sounds amazing to me. I cannot wait. Are you ready to predict? I am ready to smack it down, get raw, be incorrect (laughs) about absolutely everything, and the only things I get right are painful, miserable things, as per usual. I'm so excited. I went through and did my predictions last night. I was just like, I'm going to be wrong. I'm going to be wrong. <laughs> I feel like the, I think I'm going to be able to write about like one of them, at least one. If I can get one right, I'll be pleased. Most of my predictions are uh, sort of like, you will be awarded no points. May God have mercy on your soul situation. So <laughs> fair enough. Okay. Well, let's get started with night one. It was announced that Austin Theory and John Cena will be the first match on Saturday night, night one, for the U.S. Championship. Who do you pick for this match? Um, I know that this is not going to be popular. <laughs> but as always, I think that Austin Theory will win this one. I picked him, too. Um... I've said it before, it'd be great if John Cena, like, won and went on some kind of fun title tear, but, like, yeah. I really feel like they're trying to, like, use this to get Austin Theory over. Like, can we talk about his weird-ass promo that he did? Such a good example of why we need to bring in the Peacemaker to get Austin Theory over. <laughs> like, do you think it's because he can't, he just can't do shit live? Like, it was just so awkward and weird, like... I'm in a, I'm alone in this arena in the middle of a ring to do a promo. Like it's I don't know. It was really stupid. I think most other wrestlers you'd be like, "Oh, thematically this makes sense, right?" Cuz like <laughs> I'm not doing it for the fans. I don't care about the kids who want to be the next Austin Theory. So like he's alone, it's quiet, mm-hmm. it's dramatic. But it I was having dinner with my husband tonight. And he's like, so what did you think about that Austin Theory promo? And I was like, I feel like if you don't want him to get booed off the planet on his last appearance before WrestleMania, an empty arena is the way to go. Yeah, I, that makes sense. I hadn't thought about it that way, but <laughs> he's it's not like getting the- it's not even good heat that he's getting. Right. It's just like your shit. Get the fuck out of here. Like, he's either got to cut that promo at an empty arena or, like, a Kmart parking lot at 3 in the morning. Those are the two (laughs) venues that are open to him now. I wish he would do the Kmart parking lot. I would respect the hell out of that move from Austin Theory. My uh, Austin Theory for this week is that he was staring really angrily at the WrestleMania sign because he had some (laughs) dream where the sign did something really bad to him. Did you see his stupid face? I did see his stupid face. 
He has the dumbest pouty, angry face. It's like, come on. He, j- I just maybe, maybe what's going to happen is uh, Cena's going to just like pulverize him. Mm-hmm. He disappears into the ether so he can come back as a better, different character. I love that idea. Like, I'll be frank with you. I thought the reason he had that look on his face was because he spent a lot of time assembling that necklace he was wearing out of novelty paper clips. <laughs> and then was angry about the final look. I was too distracted by that goddamn beard. But I <laughs> I think you're right. Like, I think the kindest thing to do right now is be like, Austin, it's not you. I mean, it is. Like, it it's the gimmick. Is. It's not working. But he takes six months, right? And like, let's workshop this, keep you off camera and have you come back and and not be a man who is most notable for his beard scraggle. (laughs) So scraggly. It's very scraggly. I hate it so much. So I I don't know. I I really wish I wish for this. If I get one prediction right, I I want it not to be this one. But. (laughs) They probably, he'll probably beat him. I don't know. I don't know what they're going for. It would have been so great if like, you know, he's like tough staring the camera and then John Cena just comes up behind him and like sweeps the knee, knocks him over like a bully at the bus stop and leaves. That would be so great. Be invested does in that. the you can't see me in his face and runs away. <laughs> <laughs> and then Austin Theory's Austin Theory is, who was that? I bet it was John Cena. <laughs> Pretty good theory. <laughs> Any other uh, insights in, about this match that you uh, want to share? I just, I think this promo was a classic example of Austin Theory doing something that is fine in theory. In Austin but Theory. In Austin Theory, but doesn't work for him. And that's going to be exactly what happens at WrestleMania. Like, the match will be fine. Yeah. But no one is going to, like... I just imagine this ending with John Cena, like, tip of the hat, like, I was wrong about you, kid. And it's like, no one will Ugh. believe that. You can't you can't tell people how to feel. You have to make them feel it. Yeah, I mean, he can't give that impassioned speech about, like, how nobody buys Austin Theories anything, and then one match is suddenly going to change that exactly. for everybody. No, that's not how it works. No. Maybe we're not giving them enough credit. Maybe they've got some kind of great tricks up their sleeve, but... What would it take? I don't know, man. I don't what would it take know. for you? To to get Austin Theory over with me? Yeah. Let's uh, imagine a world. It's a multi-step process. I think step one, <laughs> he shaves the beard live on TV. Okay, so he has to humiliate for himself for you, basically. <laughs> he has to pros- prostrate himself, <laughs> shave himself... Mm-hmm. And then, like, take some really good advice from people who know what they're doing. So it's it just sounds like humiliation, accountability, humility is what would do it for you. Hustle, loyalty, loyalty. respect. And as always, respect. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it would take. What it would take? What would it take for you? Um, it it does not exist. Okay. It, it just we're we're done. I mean, you know that in my. In my personal life, as in my professional life, I will give people a lot of highway, but then there's always that moment where it's too far and we never talk again. But Austin Theory and I have been there almost since we met. It's like you're um, you're on the road 
you know, it's like a two, it's a two lane part of the freeway yes. and you're both driving in each lane and like he won't go faster to get around you like he's supposed to. And he just keeps driving like next to you so you can't get around to pass him mm-hmm. if you want. Yeah. And I have to push him into a guardrail and <laughs> move on. Cliff. And it just I don't think I can't conceive of anything that would fix this. No, that's fair. I was really reaching when I was trying to. So I get that. I loved your framework. Thank you. It's it's really nascent. It's kind of messy, so I have to workshop it. <laughs> Would you like to move onward and upward? I mean, I don't I know if this this next match is upward. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it's so more either, of the honestly. same. If these matches are back to back, I'm just going to be like raging for a good, you know, large part of WrestleMania until I can get to the stuff like where there's people I don't hate, but up next mm-hmm. we have Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul. Someone else who I I feel like Logan's more over than Austin Theory, but I still don't think he's like anybody's favorite. Not over with me, but I mean I don't know. I mean I he did have that one kid in the crowd. <laughs> what was that last week who was like hawking his energy drink? That was nice. Good for I totally them. didn't see that. Yeah, um, I don't. Th- I don't think Logan Paul is over with wrestling fans, but I. I do think he's over with Logan Paul fans. Yeah, that's for sure. Which is something. Um, I. I feel like some of the promos that were kind of leading up to this match this week were just. I don't know, when he was backstage talking with Kathy and he had his glasses on that looked like they were made from rock candy. Like, once again, Mustafa Ali comes up and it's just like, yes, buddy, buddy, I don't know what to do. Like, it was weird. Like, <sighs> Mustafa Ali is like ruining every scene he's in right now. And it's not really his fault. <laughs> it's but not. like you see him and you're just like, oh, come on. Maybe if they put him with Logan Paul. <laughs> Or him with Austin Theory. Do you know what Mustafa Ali is like for me right now? Um, are you familiar with the concept of the hyperfixation meal? Yes, absolutely. So, you know, for those who have typical brain chemistry, the hyperfixation meal is where you have this meal that you eat all the time. You could eat it two or three times a day and it's reliable. It tastes good. The texture doesn't weird you out. It's just good, right? You like it. But you eat it for like three to six months, and then one day you put a forkful of it in your mouth, and you are just objectively disgusted. <laughs> and you can never eat it again. It. Yeah. So right now, Mustafa Ali is something that I used to really, really enjoy and would consume in large quantities. But now I'm just like, get that the fuck off my plate. Yeah, I feel really bad. Yeah, I don't want that for him. I want us to be cool again. So... After their match, Seth has this promo, right, where ultimately he says, like, if I can't beat Logan Paul, I'm a joke. So who do you think wins the Seth versus Logan match at WrestleMania? Well, pragmatically, I think Seth Rollins. But also, I can't say anything but Seth Rollins. Like, my heart won't let me. (laughs) I chose Seth as well. I don't know if that's how it'll go, but... I keep hoping that like these are just one-offs and Logan Paul is going to disappear into the ether, but I don't think he is. He just keeps coming back. He's like a cockroach or something. He's a persistent problem. I 
the only way I see Seth losing is if Seth wants to take some time off. You know, like, yeah, Seth wants to be home with a kid for a few months and just like chilling or making a movie or something, you know, like if he yeah. has a reason to go away. But yeah, I hope not. And like, it seems like Logan Paul is just kind of being himself, which is just like so obnoxious. He's so obnoxious. He's really, really grating. He's like the worst kind of dude. Yeah. He, ugh, he really is. Ugh. I guess his brother is in trouble with the SEC, so that's fine. I saw that. Maybe <laughs> keep your nose clean when it comes to cryptocurrency, assholes. Ugh. I don't have a lot more to say about this. I mean, I don't know. I'm not looking forward to the match. I'm yeah. not interested in the match. I'm interested, I guess, to the extent that I really hope Seth, like, pounds him into the pavement, but that's about it. I, um... There's one thing I'm, I was pretty interested in on Raw. What do you think about Seth's jumpsuit? Oh, gosh. Glittery, unzipped, tight. I mean, was it red? Was it like reddish? It was like red and black. I must have liked it. I didn't like it wasn't remarkable to me in any way, but that doesn't mean any. If I hated, I would have said something, but I don't I can't picture it at the moment. I usually don't find his strange looks alluring. Like, I love them. But I I love them in the way that I am drawn to flashy, ugly things in my own life and think they're beautiful. But I was like, is this hot? <laughs> the, the way you am just I? described it, I think you think it's hot. <laughs> like, am I attracted to this? This is like this conversation we were having earlier in the week where it's like, that's disgusting. I love it. Like, I think I had a that's disgusting, I love it moment with that jumpsuit. I, I need, it was I so sleazy. I picture it in my brain. I think because, I don't know, there's like, there's a dissonance for me between like jumpsuit wearing Seth and like the creepy laugh Seth. And it's yeah. just like, I can't separate them. So like creepy laugh Seth can never be like really attractive. So Fair. it's sad. I think... You know I love a scumbag aesthetically. That was a scummy look. So, I'm down. Yeah, I liked it. I really liked it. You know I love a scumbag. I do, though. I mean, like, you think about, like, the actors and wrestlers and whatever that I'm attracted to. They they have a certain je ne sais quoi of scumminess <laughs> about <dirt> them. <laughs> yes! I think I prefer dirtbag. I don't know why dirtbag just seems nicer than scumbag. <laughs> I guess it is. I guess it is. Like, it's a little nicer. And I will accept either. I'm like the Lord. I love them all. Bless you. You are. Thank you. You are good. That's well, I, I would like to move onward from this match because I want to leave Logan Paul as far Let's behind do it. me as possible. Up next, we have Trish, Lita, and Becky versus Damage Control. For some reason, I thought this was for the championship, but then they were doing, like, recapping. I guess it's just a regular old match. Well, I mean, who would get the titles in a yeah, six-woman? Like, how would true. we just... We'd have to go back to Freebird rules at that point. <laughs> but they just rotated would, amongst themselves. I'm not against it. I kind of love it, but... yeah. I chose damage control for this one. Did you? Tell um, me more. 
I don't know. It was just like the first thing my gut said. And I was like, I don't know, because I don't know. They keep talking about how Becky is like this lone wolf, right? Like she doesn't have friends and she's on her own. And like, I just feel like not necessarily that like Becky's going to be a dick or something. And like all of a sudden they lose. But like, it just seems like that trio is unsustainable. And so it seems like maybe the the beginning of breaking that apart would be losing at WrestleMania. I don't want them I to mean, lose, but that's my guess. I don't think it is sustainable, right? Because Trish and Lita are not going to come back and be full-time talent. Right. That's probably not going to happen. And I do feel like Becky is always moments away from a KO freakout where she's like, friends, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't do friendship. This is disgusting. And yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. So... Are you thinking damage control as well, or what's your pick? I am thinking, I am thinking Trish, Lita, and Becky simply from a feel-good standpoint. Okay. Like, it's a hero thing, right? Like, you've got your legends, you've got your the man, Mm -hmm. here they are. It's like a feel-good WrestleMania moment. I I would be very happy if they won. I mean, I wouldn't be sad if anyone won because I really like damage control. No beef with damage control here at all. No, I like them too. There was a moment when, um, in the ring, when, like, so Trish and Lita and Becky were on, like, Ms. TV, right? And they were talking. And yes. Then, um, damage control interrupts. And they're just, like, you know, talk, yelling at each other, basically. And Becky basically says that Bailey ruined Dakota and EO. Mm-hmm. And like I was like, that was aggressive. There was like some really aggressive like stuff happening. I That's hateful, Rebecca. Jeez. I, I mean, I guess they're going they're really going for it, right? I think I feel like Becky got that was her like low blow. Because mm-hmm. I mean I mean Well, I was gonna say Bailey had already gone there like months before right. so i feel like becky was a little bit on fire with the low blows because she also told the miz that he is very insecure and has notoriously tiny balls <laughs> she was all over it how do you feel about this story overall i feel like it's not sustainable i mean and i feel like it's it's suffering from not having a lot of momentum under it like Mm-hmm. What are we building to? It feels like we already built to the tag team title exchange moment. Right. So I think at this point I'm less, and I think that's why I'm expecting this sort of feel good ending because I'm less curious about where we go with the six of them and what happens after WrestleMania is a lot more interesting to me at this point. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm ready for the next on this. They had a match after this, Becky and EO wrestled. I really liked this match because, like, this was the first, to me, I don't know if it was just the mood I was in, but, like, this felt like the first match between any of the members of these two groups that was, like, seemed, like, really high energy and that, like, mm-hmm. both wrestlers were, like, kicking ass and were, like, both at, like, kind of top form. Yeah, yeah. I, that, like, I don't know. I felt like there's always been these kind of off kilter moments where maybe one's kind of on fire and the other one's not. But this felt like an actual like fun to watch, fast pace match. And so I, I, I'm hoping that the match at WrestleMania is like this kind of like frenetic feeling. 
No, I think that's fair. And I, I think I hope that EO gets a lot of ring time during this match mm-hmm. because she's absolutely my favorite part of damage control. And I would like to see her come out of that and kind of have her own thing for a while. I know. She's so. kind of like the unsung hero of that group, right? Yes. She does some cool ass shit. Mm-hmm. Like some counter she did to Becky's move and then like stomped on her stomach twice. <laughs> it was amazing. I don't know. I can't I can't describe it very well, but I was like, that's new. I've never seen that before. It was really cool. I feel like she's the enforcer of damage control. Ooh, ooh, let's have her wrestle solo. <laughs> she and Solo have a support group for enforcers. And it's like it's really hard and no one appreciates what you do, but you're basically holding everything together by being really mean. They like eat on the bus together. Yes, he's sneaking her on to get the sushi and the they steak. Have, like, a standing dinner date. <laughs> so That's cute. really cute. Oh, I, I think know. I ship it a little. <laughs> um, well, would we like to talk about uh, the next match, which is Brock and Omos? I mean, no, but we're contractually <laughs> obligated to because this is a wrestling podcast, kind of. So I think we have to, right? I mean, yeah. Um, of course, like the weigh-in thing that they did, right, was f- just like fucking absurd, and it didn't even really work out, right? No. Um, one thing I really liked, though, I loved that MVP pointed out that Brock has like two moves, and yes. he can't use either of them on Omas. Like, I really, really liked that. <sighs> Any time that someone reads Brock to filth about how lazy he is becoming the ring, I'm just like, yes, 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 yes. Let's do this. <laughs> I was like really excited when he got kicked in the head. I just I, like <laughs> at least what I'm seeing here is like Brock Lesnar getting owned by somebody. And I feel like yes. that's really nice and novel for me. Like it's always just like Brock comes in and destroys everything and wins everything and like. Ugh. So at least, I mean, I, I'm not interested in this match, but I guess I'm interested to the extent that it's like, ooh, maybe Brock's actually going to get his ass handed to him. I picked Omas for this just because for funsies. A bold choice and a choice that I hope is correct. <laughs> I picked Brock and I feel like it's because, okay, when this whole showdown, showdown ended, first of all, I have to go back for a second. When they were fighting with a scale, it was like the only thing I have enjoyed about this this whole time. I'm like, yes, this is great. Fight with a fucking scale. Take it to diet culture, boys. You can do it. I was worried someone was going to get injured with that thing. I was a little concerned about that, too. But like, okay, so it ends and Omas has like gotten the better of Brock, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And Brock is winded and threatened. He's outside the <laughs> ring. And in response to this, the crowd is chanting Suplex City. I know. And I'm like, that's that's it. That is that is the Bork laser effect. People are just like, yes, Brock. And it's like, okay, but why? Just explain it to me in like 500 words or less. Can you please explain to me how you came up with Bork laser? <laughs> so <laughs> there's a... <laughs> No, but yes. Okay. There's an episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000 where there's one <laughs> character who's like, you know, square jawed hero, and they keep giving him different, like, stupid hero names like Dirk Hardmeat, Hammer Fist Punch, you know, like all stupid shit like that. And Bork Laser somehow kind of came out of that. Oh and he's been Bork Laser in my house for a very long time. 
That's so amazing. And I have no idea how I haven't shared this with you until today. I'm shocked that I've never heard it. It's magic. Thank you. Bork laser. (sighs) My boy, Bork. (laughs) Do you think this match is going to go very long? I predict like two minutes. Oh my gosh. It's absolutely not. Like the endurance that Brock was talking about that he brings to love making with Sable, he does not bring to the ring, okay? This is not going to be a 60-minute classic. So <laughs> I wanted okay. you to remember. Mm. But I, yeah, I think you're right. Like two, two to five minutes, yeah. some of which will be like stalking, menacing, <laughs> like Omas doing awkward things with his hands. Like it's just, it's not going to be <laughs> Good. And then I feel like Brock is going to suplex him and I'm going to see my first wrestler die and it's going to be really traumatic. I just, I also get the feeling that like Brock absolutely won't practice for this. So like Omas is just like, I don't know, man, he won't practice it. Brock's like, it's fine. I've done it a million times. And like 85% have been pretty cool. I feel like it's in his contract that Brock does not have to practice. Yeah, I feel like Brock is just like, you know how they always, you see these lists of like crazy backstage demands. Brock's contract is all crazy backstage demands. Like I get to use farm equipment wherever (laughs) I want. I get to have moonshine on TV. I do not ever have to practice and I can wear a weird Robin Hood hat when I feel like it. And everyone's like, yes, yes, queen, yes. (sighs) I'm scared for this match, to be honest. You know what? I think this is going to be a really good time for me to make the cheese sticks, or at least get them in the oven. It won't be enough time to actually make them. I'm so scared. Be strong, well, little star. Let's go to a match that's actually interesting. Yeah. Bianca versus Asuka for the Raw Women's Championship. This is interesting. So they showed a couple of video packages, like... There wasn't like, there was no Asuka promo. There was no Bianca promo. It was just like, let's show these video packages about everybody talking about how amazing both of these women are. And I thought that was really nice. So I thought it was really, really nice in the way that like, yes, like build them up, remind Uh everyone how cool they are. But I also felt like it was sort of illustrative of the problem with wrestling this week where I'm like, what are we doing? There's like nothing going on. It's like ads, it's video packages, yeah. it's like matches that don't make any sense. I'm like, I just... Yeah. I don't know. The road to WrestleMania has many potholes. And many potholes. <laughs> and a lot of like road work where you just sit there for yep. a while. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you choose to win this match? I choose Asuka. Um, I feel like Bianca has had a wonderful run, like really, really wonderful. And I think Bianca has earned a break. Okay. And Asuka has earned a time to shine again. So I will be pleased no matter the outcome of this match because I love both of these wrestlers. I chose Bianca just because I feel like they're not ready to give her up yet. I don't know. Um, But like neither outcome would surprise me. Yeah. You know, like, I'm looking forward to this match. I think it's probably going to be pretty great. I hope. I don't know if, you know, Asuka's going to try to poison her. I don't know. <laughs> I wish she might try. 
I'm just really looking forward to like some amazing wrestling. I think it will be an incredible match. I think I am a little... I'm still a little bummed that we're not getting Bianca versus Rhea, and I have to believe that's in my future. I know. So, but I I don't want to take anything away from this. Like, I think they will tear it down. They they once had, like, uh, uh, yeah, because Becky at one point held both belts, right? She was Becky two belts. Yeah. She had the Raw and the SmackDown, right? So I wonder if, like, what if Bianca retains... Rhea wins, and then they have big fights for the undisputed. Well, and I feel like I feel like I remember reading things that Dad is not a big fan of, like the unified championship. Mm-hmm. But I could see them unifying the championship that like into one championship. I mean, there's been talk for a while of them just kind of like melting it down into one show again, right? Right. And they've done storylines like that in the past. Like, oh, we split them into two. Now we're bringing them back. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it's one belt. Sometimes it's just carrying around two. But that would be a great solution. I know. Support that. Me too. Anything else you want to say about these two? Just that this is one of my more exciting things for WrestleMania weekend. Very psyched for this. Me too. Well, this brings us to what I'm probably most excited about, I think. I don't know. For this night, Charlotte versus Rhea for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Mm-hmm. Destiny versus Legacy. Orton Concepts 101. Ooh. Look yeah. at you. Yeah. Everything can be. It's like in my big fat Greek wedding, the dad says, like, you know, everything can be traced back to Greek and wrestling. Everything can be traced back to Randy Orton. It's Randy's world. We're just living in it. Um, I chose Rhea for this because that is my heart's wish. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought of you because Charlotte came rolling out in another monochromatic jumpsuit. And I thought, oh, my gosh, would be like thinking about that. She looked like the world's like tallest, most athletic ice dancer. Her promo was a little confusing to me because she was like, she respects Rhea, right? And she says, like, right. she doesn't fear, she says she doesn't fear anything, I think. Or she said she fears what she doesn't understand. And then in, like, a minute later, she says she fears her own potential. And, like, so you don't understand your potential? What's happening, Confusing. Charlotte? But anyway. It was, it was like one of those freshman essays that you'd write, <laughs> seeing a lot of interesting ideas yeah, can in this you draft. Yeah, this out? <laughs> say more exclamation say more this say anything really other than this <laughs> see the rubric i am um, so tell me if you think i'm way off base here it felt to me like charlotte was trying like she wasn't being charlotte in this moment and for me charlotte is even when she's a face she's kind of a cocky asshole right like mm-hmm. That's what's great about Charlotte is that nobody thinks Charlotte is the queen more than Charlotte. She really believes in herself. And it felt like she wasn't doing that. Like she was trying to do the thing that Cody does. Mm, Okay. Like she copied Cody's homework a little. Like he's talking about her insecurities. And like it was a it felt to me like she had a lot of ideas but they weren't her ideas. Like, okay. and I felt like the crowd was bored with it. 
I did. Yeah, like, I felt bored with it. They didn't really seem into it. And I'm like, this isn't your best work, Charlotte. Your best work is being like, Rhea, I respect you. Because I'd like to say I remember when I was you, like, up and coming and hungry and, like, really overconfident. But that's not true because I was never like you because I've always been Charlotte Flair, mm-hmm. who is better than everyone else. So, no, I can't relate, girl. Sorry. See, this is, once again, why you need to be working as a writer at the WWE. Dear Dad. <laughs> Dear Dad. I come Dear to Dad, you. Dear what Dad, do what do you think about Bork Laser? <laughs> Dad? <sighs> I just, I hope this is a great match. Like, I need this to be a great match. If this match is a disappointment, I'm going to be so sad. I'm not, I don't want to say I'm not optimistic, I'm in the weeds on it because I feel like we haven't seen the things about Charlotte that make her great since she's been back. She hasn't had any, like, super interesting matches that no. show her off to the best of her capability. So I feel really distanced from her. And, not, mm-hmm. and like, even when people are like, Charlotte Flair is overutilized, she's boring. I'm like, I don't care that she's a Nepo baby. I love her. She's a great wrestler. Like, yeah. I think you're right. Like, her message, seem, she seems to hem and haw, I guess. Or she seems to, like ebb and flow i don't know because at the end of all that she was like diamonds are forever and so is charlotte flair and it's like are you cocky and self-assured or are you trying to be like like and is she trying to like lull Rhea into a false sense of security i don't know it just i think you're right it does seem kind of strange well and that's back to the confusing freshman essay like, how did we get to this conclusion <laughs> what do you mean diamonds are for what <laughs> Like, okay, girl, I don't, I need you to do some soul searching, Charlotte. (laughs) Do you think any of the members of Judgment Day come out during this match? Oh my gosh, yes, absolutely. You think they are messy, interfering bitches? I think absolutely Dom Dom will be there for mommy. Did you see Rhea's shirt this week? No, what? Oh, it's incredible. So it it, it has, um, I don't know if it's in the shop. I didn't look if it's in the shop, but it says like, it's like pictures, I think, of Dom when he was arrested. And it says like, help me mommy on top. And then underneath (laughs) it says like, I won't make it in jail or something, or I won't make it in prison. It's a t-shirt. I don't, I want to look and see if the WWE shop has it. I forgot to look this up and it's just like, what a beautiful gem. Dominic saying I won't make it in jail is one of the like top 10 like offhand remarks in wrestling that just become gold for me. Like, I don't know if you remember Heath Slater. Yes. Do you remember when he was like pleading for his job and he was like, I got kids. (laughs) And that was the T-shirt. It was amazing. There was also there was this great like supposedly shot at his home where like he's taking someone around his home and talking about his kids and somebody's like so are the kids in school because they're not there and he's just like no (laughs) (laughs) and that is right up there for me with i won't make it in prison (laughs) i don't oh yes it is on the shop is it bail me out mommy i won't make it in jail and it's pictures of him (laughs) it's amazing Man, that that con oh. life is hard, and he knows. He knows like so few oh. do. Oh my God. Okay. Well, that brings us to the end of night one that we know of. 
I mean, who knows? Supposedly. Things could change. We have no idea. Let's talk about night two. Um, night two seems maybe less set than night one. So, you know, we're just going to kind of talk through the matches and see how we're feeling, I guess. We're um, just a couple of girls standing in front of a wrestling company <laughs> asking it us to give us any kind of clarity about its next pay-per-view, which is happening at the end of the week. And jobs. And jobs, yeah. And like, just like paternal attention, but that's only one of us. And everything our heart desires. <laughs> <laughs> our hearts, I guess there are two of us. So yeah. first match we have Gunther versus Drew versus Sheamus for the Intercontinental Championship. A real, a real tempest in a teapot, this one. Uh, we saw the contract signing, which, as per usual, turned into chaos because it was a contract <laughs> signing. I love it. I love it so much. There were so many emotions in this. <laughs> like, Seamus is all, like, taking it back to the origins with Drew. Like, he let Drew sleep on his couch and he took him to wrestling tryouts and, like... He's a backstabber. And then, like, I love that Drew came back with the most middle school insult I can imagine. Imagine shutting up for a second. <laughs> I mean, he might as well have been like, your mom. That was great. <laughs> um, during that part when um, Seamus was saying all that, I was like, this is, like, really personal. I mean, I remember yeah. I slept on your couch. Oh, my gosh, you did. It was... I was like, maybe this is a Scottish thing. It was... <laughs> Oh my gosh, it was the Irish supporting the Scottish in a tale as old as time. Amazing. It's beautiful. It's so beautiful. I know that was like a really dark period for you, but it was like honestly so much fun for me. It really was a good time, to be honest. It was dark, but I did have fun in your poor spouse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so who do you choose for this match? I mean, the same person I choose every time who lets me down every time. Drew. Yeah. Drew McIntyre. I choo-choo choose Drew, too. Yeah. I, so Gunther came out alone, and I was like, this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen, because he never comes out alone. Right? He's always got the squad. I know. And then I, I was thinking, like, I hope that somehow... Because he made the point, like, I don't think it's fair that these two could pin each other and I lose my title. I was like, yeah, I guess I'd be pissed about that, too. But I, I, I sincerely hope that they do pin each other. Like, this is all just a big ruse. They pin each other and share the title. Drew and Sheamus. Like, that oh would be gosh, adorable. I love that. I don't think they could pin each other, but you know what I mean. Like, somehow, both of them have their shoulders on the mat. <laughs> And they finally realize that, like, they, they're two halves. They can't. It's like trying to separate the faces of a coin. Stranger things have happened in wrestling. So when I think it was Gunter, he picked up the table and threw it. Yeah. I legitimately thought someone in the crowd was going to die. Like, he threw it so hard. I was like, oh, shit, that's going to fly somewhere bad. But it seemed to be safe. It's amazing how often wrestling will kick in your parenting or babysitting instincts you're like oh shit someone's gonna get hurt mm -hmm. it's very frequent i feel like it's more just self-preservation because i was like what if i was in that crowd i don't have any parenting I... or babysitting 
skills were instinct. Maybe you are the baby that I sit. Maybe we need to consider that. You did live on my couch. You're my little Scottish burden. <laughs> I do love, though, that Gunther keeps being like, this is totally unfair. It's a disgrace. I don't like it. It's like nobody made you interfere with their match. If you had just sat in the back making Ludwig like shine your boots and iron your coat, and just entertain yourself. Like, look at your phone, Gunther. You don't have to run out here and get in the middle of it and then be like, I've been wronged. Totally. Played yourself, Gunther. He's being a big baby. And I totally think they w- one of them will pin the other one. Probably. It was like some serious either spoiler alerts or foreshadowing there. Well, I feel like this is a, this is a like protection thing, right? Like, Gunther is a top guy. We're not going to let Gunther look weak. So he's mm. not going to get pinned. He's going to lose because someone else lost. Okay. It's classic strategy. Does that also go back to Orton? No. You know, not that I know of. Although I okay. assume he had a hand in inventing it. He has been with us since the beginning of time. <laughs> it's true. The first time the sun rose over the primordial ooze, Randy Orton was there. <laughs> Anything else about this match? Um, I don't, I don't think so. I think it'll be fun. You know, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be really brutal and smashy and we're going to have a good time. I think there's going to be like a lot of angry staring, like over who stole the last slice of pizza kind of thing. Like who mm-hmm. ate it. that's the kind of anger and energy is going to be there. So I'm ready. More hurdy words are coming. Yes. Speaking of hurdy words, I don't know how this is a segue, but we have Edge Versus Finn slash the demon. They've had some hurdy words between them. They have them. had some hurdy words. Actually, yeah. <laughs> during Finn's promo, <laughs> during Finn's promo, he said, go to your dark place, light your candles. I love I that he that. called him out. He's just I like, like. I like to think he was listening to us last week. He's like, Edge, uh, you are objectively strange. I am put off by you. And I was listening to this podcast by a couple of like, I can only assume they are long time industry insiders. Ground <laughs> they really breakers. called you out. Yeah. Read you to Phil. <laughs> so when we, when this kind of, when they introduced that this match was coming to WrestleMania and then they started talking about it and doing their little promos, it was like, there was all this hinting at the demon, hinting at the yes. demon. And then they're just like full on show the promo shot for their match and it's Finn as the demon it's like thanks thanks guys like I was kind of hoping maybe to just leave a little bit left to the imagination and hope that I'd be surprised at Wrestlemania but nope you know what I wanted I wanted to be watching Wrestlemania thinking oh they're probably not gonna do it and then his old music hits the one where you like throw up your arms when he throws up and like it was gonna be this whole moment yeah like spoiler freaking alert my dudes I got to see him at least a couple times with that music. And I was just like, it's so much fun. Everybody throws up their arms. Even if he's a heel or not, you're excited. If there's one thing I think we've learned about wrestling, it's like wrestling fans are hungry for interactive entrances. Yep. We want to sing. We want to dance. We want to do stuff. <laughs> and we want surprises. Show. So I don't know. I hope they don't bring out the demon with his new music. I'm like, that's way disappointing. Yeah, that's not what we're looking for here. His entrance was like 25 minutes long. 
I did. And I was there for it. Yeah. Um, who do you pick for this match? This one was like the hardest for me. I feel like, okay, I have this thing that I want and then I have what I think is going to happen. I think it's very likely that like Edge wins and then goes on to hold some minor title in the future and then kind of like drifts away from wrestling again. Okay. But I would love it if Finn wins and then Edge is lured back to the dark side of the Judgment Day just like I freaking wanted since like minute one. Give me evil Edge. He's already in his weird candle room. How much further do we have to go? Does he kick Finn out of the Judgment Day? And now Finn has to, like, go evaluate his... Look at his life. Look at his choices. (laughs) That would be amazing. (laughs) Finn realizes that he was actually better off when he was embroiled in that weird scandal with AJ Styles. Like, that was actually a higher point for him. Maybe maybe AJ will make a surprise return. I mean, it's WrestleMania. AJ's been out a while. He might be ready to come back. That's true. I mean, his ankle could be in fighting condition. <laughs> it could be. I chose Edge just because I have to. I mean, I love them both. I would be fine with either outcome. But I, I do like the idea of, of finning and Edge finning. returns to the fold. I never really saw Judgment Day with Edge, so... Well, it was pretty short-lived. Okay. I don't know. I, you know, I just want what I want, and it very rarely bears any resemblance (laughs) to reality. So, you know, I'm just like, dear dad, I don't ask a lot except for a total restructuring of the plans you've laid out for the next six months. I know. Like, give us, you know, I don't know, a million a year. Mm All right for your show. Mm -hmm. We can reevaluate that once you see the ratings start to skyrocket. Right, you're going to want to increase that to keep us because we could go to AEW. We could. I just, I actually listened to a little story about an AEW wrestler. It was really interesting. Which one? Danhausen. Oh my god, I freaking love Danhausen. Everybody loves Danhausen, and I learned I <laughs> the New York Times did a story on him, but um, a friend sent me like Spotify does this thing where they just like read the story essentially. Yeah, and I listened to it. It was really interesting. He's from Michigan. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's from Detroit. I, you know how various, you know, famous people do cameos. Mm-hmm. So Danhausen does cameos, and I'm working up to asking my husband for a Danhausen cameo for our anniversary, but we'll see how it goes. That's a great gift. And I, you know, I would just love to be wished a very nice, very evil anniversary. So. Aww. I love that idea. Please let me know if that happens. You know what? If if I get what I want, we'll just play it on the show. Oh, God. That would be the best. It's okay. my cameo. I can do what I want with it. So It's true. You can. <laughs> We're going to take a few steps forward now into a fatal four-way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess it's like a fatal eight-way. <laughs> I know. Um, it really technically is an eight-way. Uh, Liv, Natalia, Shotzi, and Raquel versus Sonia, Chelsea, That's... Rhonda, and Shayna. It's Liv and Raquel. It's Liv and Raquel? It's Liv and Raquel. Why? And Natalia and Shotzi. Oh, is it sets of them? 
Yeah, it's like it's tag teams. Oh my god. Okay. Well, I just egg on my face. Okay, I'm sorry. So Liv and Raquel. There you and go. Natalia and Shotzi versus Sonia and Chelsea and Rhonda and Shayna. Mm-hmm. For uh in the women's showcase. I don't uh, I don't see this match going well. I don't know why. It's like um, I'm not interested in it, like in the least, I guess. Um I mean, you've got a bunch of hastily assembled tag teams that feel like yes. homework done on the bus. It feels very hastily assembled. And I you know if we could have had Meechin and Candace, I would have been a little more excited. Ooh, yeah. But like the minute that Rhonda and Shayna, you know, come onto the scene, that like sucks all of the suspense out of it for me. You think they'll win? I think they'll win. Like I've read a few articles about how Rhonda is making noise about wanting to be tag champions. Aww. And I just uh, my problem is not Shayna. Shayna's never my problem. Yeah. Like Ronda Rousey is profoundly boring to me and she always really will is. be. Yeah. I <laughs> I forgot to pick for this one somehow. I was like so excited about writing all the names down incorrectly cuz it's <laughs> uh I but I choose Liv and Natalia just because oh. I don't want Ronda to win anything and so I guess it's like I can't I absolutely can't see Sonya and Chelsea winning anything cuz they don't let Sonya win anything. And if, I mean, I would be delighted if Raquel and Shotzi won because I love Raquel. Well, so now knowing what you know, do you want to change your prediction to Liv and Raquel or Natalia and Shotzi? Uh, how do I keep Because those are the up? only options available to you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, like I support. wrestling fan. I support you wanting to live your dreams. You're like, fuck <laughs> this card. I have a card. It's better. <laughs> Liv and Raquel. I mean. Liv and Raquel. I feel like I love Raquel in a good old-fashioned toll and small, so... Yeah. Love that. Would not be sad about that. We'll see. I don't... I mean... I, yeah, I don't... I don't know. This. I'm not really looking forward to this match, and I feel kind of bad because, like, I really enjoy women women's wrestling, and it's just like... They haven't built this up. It's, like you said, it's hastily put together. It's just like, eh, here's another match. I mean, I I feel like it is so obvious to me that Ronda and Shayna are going to win it. And I hope I'm wrong. I don't want to be right. I mean, I feel like it's a very logical conclusion. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me in the least if they won. So I'm just kind of hoping they don't. Yeah, same. I hope you're right. I really Thank do. You. Well... Let's look at maybe a slightly less hastily thrown together match, although I don't know that it's slightly less hastily thrown together. We have Braun and Ricochet, small and tall, versus Montez and Angela Dawkins versus Alpha Academy versus the Viking Raiders in the men's showcase. These pairings feel more organic to me. They've been interacting more. Yeah, it... It definitely feels like the women's the women's group have gotten less attention. Mm -hmm. It's like we need to do something with some of these people. We need to fill up some space. 
Well, we've got these tag teams that have been doing some stuff. Well, we don't have anything on the women's side, and the feminists are going to bitch if we don't. So, ladies? Yeah. I realized that I also forgot to make my pick for this one. Tusk, tusk. Ooh. Okay, I'm going to go with Viking Raiders. Mmm, a bold choice. I mean, I would like tall well i would like the street profits to win actually that's that's my dream that's what i'd really like but i don't think that'll happen i picked braun and ricochet because i feel like they're the most established yep that makes sense although if we had to go on the strength of okay so on smackdown when braun and ricochet are kind of like trash talking with the street profits yeah braun kind of ends it in the most ludicrous way he starts strong he's like we want all your smoke and i'm like all right yeah. okay good and then he's like we're gonna inhale it all i'm like you could have stopped talking did he say that i didn't hear yes. the inhale part i I'm thought like, he just said we want it all like i'm pretty sure he said we're gonna inhale it all now if i'm wrong did. if i am wrong i will retract it and i will apologize to mr stroman i'm not gonna stop making fun of his voice <laughs> Please but don't. It's done in love, Braun. If you're listening to this, it's it's done in love. It's okay. <laughs> I've got broad shoulders. I can take it. It's true. It's true. So, yeah, like, my heart really, really wants to see the Street Profits win everything in the world because I honestly think, like, they're... I mean, other than the situation going on with the Usos and KO and Sammy, like, they are my favorite tag team right now. They're so great. I enjoy them so much. I don't think Alpha Academy stands a chance in hell. I don't either. I feel like I like Alpha Academy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love I love seeing Chad Gable wrestle. That dude is freaking amazing. Yeah. But I, I don't feel like Alpha Academy is going anywhere out of the mid-card. I think they're a mid-card staple. And that's okay. You need a mid-card. Until Maxine comes in and ruins everything. Maxine needs to go away. How dare she? <laughs> She's watching like evilly on from the backstage. It was so creepy looking at her expressions. Ugh. Turn off your lusty gaze, Maxine. <laughs> she gave me the willies. Mm-hmm. Anything else about this? Match I think it'll dudes? be a lot of fun. Yeah. I think it'll be a good time. I also, I wanted to ask you before we move on, you know sure. how in the Viking Raiders music, it begins and then you hear a woman say, Valhalla is here. Valhalla is here. Yeah. Do you think that's Sarah Logan's voice? Yes, I do. Absolutely. Do you struggle to pair that little baby voice with that like towering Viking of a woman who's just like badass? You think she's towering? Well, I mean, like a pres towering presence. I mean, oh, she's oh, wearing okay. a stag on her head. Like, she yeah, speaks to the Norse funny. gods. It is and then she's like, I imagine her calling her doctor's office. She's like, hi, this is Sarah. Um, like, Valhalla will be there for her blood work at nine on Tuesday. I just wanted to confirm. Thanks. Like, it does sound like it's a little kid saying it. Like, yeah. You th do you think that's her voice? I have no idea. Okay. I've never, I've heard her speak. I know I have, but I don't remember what it sounds like. And it's not like she couldn't affect that for the, I mean, it sounds cool right. in the context of the thing. I'm just like, do you really sound like that? 
I wonder if she has a Twitter. We could ask her. More research is needed, clearly. Or she'd be like, asked and answered and dismiss it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't talk to me. (laughs) Well, 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 well. Well, well, freaking well. We have arrived at one of the most important matches of our entire lives. It's the Usos versus Grumpy and Sunshine for the Undisputed Tag Team Championship. KO and Sammy. You know who I predict to win? Everyone. Me. Because no matter what happens, I am so freaking pleased. Man, this is the, this is like the match I'm waiting for. This is it. This is my number yes. one. Um, I feel like it's going to be kind of carnage Um Ooh, yeah, I think so. I feel like... Well, I, okay, so I picked Ko and Sammy because I, I had did to. too. And I don't know, maybe it's momentum, right? I know you said like if they have momentum going into these things, IDK. But well, uh, don't like, forget though, momentum, momentum. But Friday hasn't happened yet. That's true. We do get it on we've, SmackDown. We've got the equivalent of one more sleep till WrestleMania. You know, like things could happen on Friday. That's true. That's true. Is the KO show like a common occurrence? I've never seen it before that I recall. I think it's happened in the past. I think when he and Chris Jericho were friends, he might have. I mean, I know Jericho has like had a show. Yeah. So I think KO show has happened before. Okay. And I think it was kind of like a joke that like the set wasn't nice and stuff like. Okay. Not like Ms. TV or something, if I'm yeah. remembering correctly. I really like that. Like, I just think, like, I really like how K.O. dresses because he's just very, like, no nonsense, very toned down. He was like, I'm wearing my dad who coaches his kids soccer games outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have to talk about. The most exciting part of this segment, I think, that happened, which was WrestleZania. WrestleZania. KO Mania and WrestleZania. I ordered that shirt. I am so mad. I have to wait for Payday to order that shirt. I ordered it, and I'm so excited. I really hope that it gets here before WrestleMania, because I will definitely wear it. But I am so excited. And it's amazing. They hugged and it was so cute. KO said you get one hug a year, Sammy. I died. And then he grabbed him and hugged him all hard again. Oh, I know. Their friendship is so beautiful. <laughs> I just, I don't know. So like, Wade, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say Wade made this comment about, he's like, you know, I don't know how much stock. I put in their friendship. And I've been saying all along, like, I'm just like, like, I'm so pleased with all this, but I'm also like super uneasy because I'm just really scared that something fucking horrible is going to happen. Like, I don't know, they win or something and then KO turns on Sammy or something awful. Mm -hmm. I would just be like absolutely crushed. It's really hard because you know that like KO doesn't know how to sustain a healthy friendship canonically. 
I mean, in his personal life, of course he does. But canonically, he's very bad at that. Yeah. And like, it's hard to trust him. It's also for me a little hard to trust Sammy because Sammy's like, you know, gone through a cult experience and felt some things. And it's like, I don't, I don't trust anyone right now. I would believe anything could happen. The lure of Jey Uso is strong. Amen. Sammy could be just like reeled back in. Who did you choose to win this match? I chose K.O. and Sammy. Yeah, we got to go with K.O. and Sammy. <laughs> you know what? I think I think sometimes you have to go with your heart and not your head. Yeah. And I mean, my head says K.O. and Sammy, too. But like my heart is screaming K.O. and Sammy. It's like it's like the pay-per-view where Kevin Owens fought Roman Reigns. And I was like, I have the worst feeling that it's it's yeah. just going to be Roman Reigns winning. But like, my heart is like, no, Kevin Owens. Yep. So that's where I am with this. Hug Owens, hug. Hug Owens, hug. Give him like a quarterly hug. Yeah. That's I thought it was really... Ask. I thought it was really sad, though, that the Usos were like, we don't give a shit about Sammy's annual hug. <laughs> we're going to ruin this. Ruined it. Like, why do you have to be that way? And then, like, I mean, this has this has nothing to do um, with the Usos, but I loved um, on Raw when Sammy was telling us about how emotional it is for them with WrestleMania being in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. because, like, that's where they got their first big break. And it's just like, ah. Uh, very sweet. So much history. Don't ruin this for me, guys. (laughs) Hold it together. I know. Well, and then when K.O. was talking and Sammy was just like looking at him adoringly, I was like, you guys are just the sweetest. I mean, there are some best friends who will go down in history as being the true BFFs. Yeah. I mean, you and me. Yeah. Sammy and K.O., I also, I really liked when Kevin was like, you know, all of, all of these fights are about making your, our careers better. It's like, Kevin, not all of your fights have been about making your career better. A lot of them have been about you being an asshole. Yeah. And like one of the Sammy's has been about being an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's, let's not sugarcoat it, my dude. But yeah, um, seriously. I am, I am like high on this exceptional supply of best friendship and I don't want anything else. I just need this to go on forever. Yeah. So that my dopamine levels stay super high. Right. Like I really dad in the letter this week, I'm going to address the fact that our mental health is really on the line. Yeah. You know, like don't make us sad forever. Do you think we can afford therapy antidepressants and like a gym membership in this economy no that's why we watch wrestling to get the dopamine to keep us going mm-hmm. so keep us going <laughs> or else dad <laughs> or else we we'll keep writing letters the letters will get longer they will be tear stained maybe blood stained i don't know <laughs> okay see that's threatening you always make it threatening i'm sorry <laughs> Um, speaking of threatening, should we move on to other threats? Yes. Yes. Let's have some like familial threats. Oh God. 
So, <laughs> Ray and Dominic are going to fight each other at WrestleMania, which I am delighted about. I just, this match is going to be fucking ridiculous. I really think so. I mean, um, child abuse is back on, guys. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, I, I want to backtrack a little bit because there was... I have to give honorable mention to Los Angeles Knight because we always like to talk about Los Angeles Knight and he and Ray had a match. They did. And uh, I just want to point out that Wade made a classic fallacious argument Mm. where he affirmed the consequent. So this was his argument. People with bad parents are more likely to be incarcerated. Dominic was incarcerated. So we know what his parents are like. That's basically it. I really like that, like, this is a mini-sode of Logic is for Girls. Yeah. Can you do I this I couldn't more remember often? the name of the fallacy. I was like, that's a fallacy. That's a logical fallacy. What the fuck's <laughs> the name of it? I, had to, I couldn't remember it, but he affirmed I, the consequence. Um, I also really liked that he, I can't remember what he referred to as blinkered. Wade oh, Barrett. Yeah, instead of blinders. Yes, and there was this great moment where Michael Cole paused and what I absolutely do not think was scripted or a bit and was like, <laughs> blinkered? <laughs> and then like Wade explained it to him in this sort of like adorable way and I was like, I would marry you. <laughs> I am so blinkered right now by this. <laughs> so ultimately... There's this, I mean, the match, whatever, you know. <laughs> LA Knight wins. That's it, guys. That's the podcast. <laughs> LA Knight wins because of Dom's shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Um, but then uh, something I predicted sort of came true. Yeah. Because I said, like, what's it going to take to get Ray, you know, in it to win it? And I said Dominic would, like, hit his mom or say something shitty to his mom. And, of course, he screams, shut up, mom, <laughs> in her face. <laughs> which was like I don't know how his sister and his mother kept a straight face during all this like I had no idea they're stars they really seriously, are seriously and then uh, it was like really painful when Ray was like you made me hit you mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like Ray we're not it's gonna a page out of the. that's a dark road Ray it's a page out of the bloodline uh, playbook right there <laughs> that's a dark road to Wrestlemania mm-hmm but so that happened and then I think on Raw Dominic came out with Damian Priest because Damian Priest was going to wrestle Ray right yes yeah and Dominic has all this like first of all I think it's hilarious that he started complaining that his dad hit him like I love <laughs> I know. it's like I've been begging him to hit me and you know what that asshole did he hit me <laughs> bullshit and then he goes into this like he starts speaking Spanish and he says like a bunch of stuff in Spanish and he spoke so quickly that I couldn't pick it all up. But I did pick up one thing where he said, I'm taller and better looking than my dad. I heard guapo. I heard it. And I was like, are you talking about how attractive you are? Because that's a weird flex right now. He said like mas alto y mas guapo. And I was just like, oh my God, this is so hilarious. I'm taller. Taller and cuter. Oh, God, it made me so happy. He's a disaster. I know. An absolute disaster. I know. I'm really looking forward to this match. I choose Ray. (laughs) 
I also choose Ray. I mean, I don't know that they can induct him to the Hall of Fame and then like two nights later be like, well, your stupid son kicked your ass. But then on Raw that Monday, like dad comes out and he's like, give it back. You're not in the Hall of Fame anymore. Oh, God. (laughs) It's embarrassing. I'm embarrassed for you. (laughs) Like I have a heart condition and I could have beat what the hell. Who did you choose? It's Ray. It's got to be Ray. Yeah, right? I feel like that's a foregone conclusion. I mean, I feel like because it's this whole narrative about how, like, you know, Ray has to, he's held out for so long, but now he knows that the right thing to do is hit his son. But also, like, if Dominic is going to have a career here that isn't entirely about his father, he's got to, like, go away or something. Yeah. Yeah, he does. It's not an easy transition, right, out of this, like, huge, long storyline to, like, yes, I'm my own man. Maybe Ed returns to Judgment Day and, like, they mend the fences and now he has, like, a new role model. I don't know. That would be really nice. And then he just starts getting weird with candles, which is an improvement <laughs> over what he's doing now. He, like, accidentally burns himself a lot. <laughs> he blames Ed Mommy, for giving him the candle. Mommy, I burn myself. <laughs> Mommy, it's owie. Get the aloe. Maybe Rhea will win the championship and be like, I don't have time for you, Dom. I just, I can't be in a relationship with a child right now, so, so you gotta gets go. Gets broken up with, loses to his father. That's it's a reckoning. Like, slink off into the shadows and come back later. I want to ask you something else Ooh. about mm-hmm. how this kind of like unfolded on Raw. So, you know, like, as per usual... LDF comes out and they get involved to stick mm-hmm. up for Ray. And I was kind of hoping and wondering if you thought this might be possible that we might be looking at, if not a WrestleMania match, then maybe like a pre-show match between Santos Escobar and Damian Priest. Oh, because they were kind of like facing off a little bit like yeah. would not hate that. No, I wouldn't hate that either. I wouldn't enjoy that. I feel like LDF doesn't have any, like, anything going on in WrestleMania, so that would be nice. Right? Like, they're not on the card. Damien's not on the card. I'm a big advocate that Damien Priest should be part of every show, so... He's really great. I don't... I love that guy. He's really great. Also, like, I know they have that, like, Andre the Giant Battle Royal thing, right? Mm -hmm. Usually. They haven't really talked about that at all. Like, Adam Pearce kind of mentioned it offhandedly to... Um, Baron Corbin who was whining about not being in Wrestlemania big moment for Baron Corbin though I mean he's I think was he the first to win the Andre the Giant Battle Royal I think I remember that and I remember being pissed off about it but (laughs) so this is a big (laughs) moment for him maybe this is his time maybe I feel kind of bad for the guy I bet something stupid like Rick Boogs is gonna win it (laughs) fucking Boogs Ugh, okay. Well, I think we should talk about the final match that we know of anyway. I think we are honor bound to talk about this. Also, I'm like, I'm really excited for it. So I am too. I'm not KO and Sammy levels of excited for it, but I am very excited about this match. Roman versus Cody for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Who do you pick? I mean, obviously, I pick the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. Woo! I do, too. Obviously. I do, too. It's freaking Cody time. 
It is Cody time. I, uh... There's a lot that happened, I think, on SmackDown and Raw with this whole situation. Um, yes. And there's, like... I'm kind of most interested in something that Paul Heyman said later. I think he said it on... Um, I think it was on Raw. Mm-hmm. When he was talking to Kathy. And... He did the thing that you've pointed out a few times. I think this is what he's doing, where he kind of like shit all over Roman. Yes. I was like, what are you saying? Yeah. So like it like so Cody had this thing like, you know, why do I have to wrestle solo? This seems like I've kind of proved myself. Right. But he's like, I'm going to just keep having to prove myself. And Paul says that Cody's not ready to face Roman Reigns. Mm -hmm. Like his his like. He's like a guy trying to argue who doesn't have, like, doesn't know his argument. And he's trying to make an argument, right? So, like, first, Cody's not ready. Well, then, we're sending out Solo to beat up Cody because Roman can't beat Cody if he's at 100%, which means that he is ready to face Roman, but we don't want him that way? I don't know that it's that Roman can't. I think it's complicated, right? Because it absolutely is insulting because what comes through this argument is that, okay, so for me, Paul Heyman is like, you're not ready because you won't do the things that Roman Reigns does, like the shitty low down mm-hmm. things, the tactics, right? Like you come yeah. out and you're all heart and fight to win the day and Roman works smarter, not harder. Yeah. You won't, you won't get your hands dirty. But the underlying implication of that is like, is it smarter, not harder, or is it that Roman has to do that? Like, he's gotten to this mm-hmm. place where he needs the bloodline to make things happen, you know? And it is it is insulting, and it's a weird... I would say it's a weird track to take, like, the week before WrestleMania, but I feel like with where we are, with Paul Heyman and the bloodline, it's not that weird. Like, it's, like you said, it's a rhetoric that's been happening. Yeah. I. It was really an interesting moment. I was just like, what am I hearing right now? It was so mm-hmm. strange. But I don't know. I And then the match was Solo. I actually heard Solo talk. I've never heard him talk, so that was an exciting moment. Yeah. Um, Solo loses. I think this is the first time we see Solo lose, right? This is the Street Champs' first defeat, and I feel like yeah. it really shows that they are committed to making him a guy because, like, Cody Rhodes handed you your first defeat. You faced some other legit competitors, so yeah, that's a that's a really good example of how to have someone lose their undefeated streak without ruining them. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was I was really shocked. Actually, I was like, well, I don't think he's gonna lose this because he hasn't lost yet. Why would he lose now? You know. So that was kind of an interesting twist t- to me. I thought there'd be no decision, right? Like it would mm, end yeah. in a brawl. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm really excited for this match. I'm I want the match to be I want the match to be like a pure match in the sense that like I don't want anybody to interfere. I don't want like henchmen to show up. Like I just want Cody and Roman to just beat the crap out of each other. That's all I want. You and I are not the same. I want a lot of drama. You want hijinks? I want, well, and I I want it to be basically like 
hijinks one, someone gets the advantage. Hijinks two, the advantage is taken away. And like we go back and forth. And I want like a lot from this match. Like I want good wrestling. I want dramatics. I want to be wowed on the grandest stage of them all. I want this to be the grandest match on the grandest stage. I think that makes sense. I mean, I'm envisioning like. I'm envisioning Usos coming out. I'm envisioning KO and Sammy coming out. I'm envisioning mm-hmm. just like, holy shit, everywhere in the aisles, fight, 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 even after they've already fought each other and are probably exhausted, like coming to Cody's aid. Yes. Because they have to, right? They have to come to Cody's aid. I think so. I think so. I realized that one thing I really want, whether it's on Monday or at WrestleMania, is sort of like a going into battle scene with Cody and Kevin Owens and Sammy. Like, I want to see them have this moment where they acknowledge the weight of what they're facing and that they're mm-hmm. united and that they're going to change things. Kind of like you'd have in a movie, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I yeah, a training I, montage. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I want to see the, like a getting ready and training montage. That would be great. But I, I feel like I want it to be one of those things where there's a lot of theatrics. There's a lot of stuff going on. But at the end, it does just come down to Roman and Cody. I agree with that. I think... You were thinking grander than I was, and I appreciate that about you. One of my problems in life is that I am always thinking really, really grand. (laughs) I like it. That's going to get us places. Yeah. I'm really... I'm really excited about this match. I'm nervous about it. I'm not as nervous about it as I am about um, KO and Sammy against the Usos. Like That one I'm just like really fretful about. And I don't exactly even know what I'm fretting, you know, like 100%. I'm just like the unknown, I guess, is what I'm fretting. So I'm very excited for WrestleMania. I'm very excited for, we've said it before, you know, the pomp and the circumstance, the pageantry, mm-hmm. the insanity, Triple H in a tank. Like, I hope so. He'll probably be there, right? Will we get to see Triple H at WrestleMania? You got to ask him to your dad. I'll Please put it in the letter, Triple but WrestleMania. let's keep in mind that he's probably really busy this week. Probably. He hasn't hired us yet, so he doesn't have, like, two right-hand ladies to (laughs) make this easy for him. That's true. We would definitely not be Chelsea Green. (laughs) (laughs) No, we will not. Although, like, quick question about Chelsea Green. Why is her hat so big? Oh, her giant, like, top hat thing that she wears? Yeah. I mean, it's it's like a police hat, but it's like really big like it's too different it's, hat. okay it's yeah it's well it looks almost like a top hat but i don't think it is and i it looks like if you have like two different sizes of fashion dolls as a kid like barbie and other yeah and you put the bigger doll stuff on the smaller doll I'm like what's yeah. going on with your hat chelsea i remember that hat now i can picture it yeah her hat yeah. is out of control <laughs> it's a cc deville hat it's a classic wrestling story hats that are out of control <laughs> it really is. Mm-hmm. I feel like I want to say something like grand as we lead into WrestleMania, but I just like I'm just really excited. I have no idea what to expect in a lot of ways because I I don't know. It's like I forget WrestleMania from one year to the next, so it's just like a whole new exciting thing. I am extremely excited. I don't know that I have felt this level of excitement for any pay-per-view I know. since, um, do you remember going to Hooters and watching yes. the Matt Hardy versus Jeff Hardy match? And we were like in our match? feels. Yes. 
that was the most intense ever. Like, I need to go back and rewatch that match sometime, and I can, and I don't know why I haven't done it yet. God, that was amazing. Like, I just have, and honestly, this is worse than that in terms of like, I know that I am just going to be a basket case with these two matches, just like, yeah, on, on pins and needles. So, I will be very excited to record with you because listeners, we don't talk about wrestling in between our podcasts, so we just take our notes and then we show up and chat about it. So it's going to be really hard because oh most my gosh, I know WrestleManias in years past we're like frantically texting each other so it's gonna be tough but we're gonna make the sacrifice for all y'all is there anything else that you would like to talk about leading up to wrestlemania and the week in wrestling i don't think so i mean i i think you have expressed it very well oh you're so sweet thank you well thank you for joining us this week you can always reach out to us on Twitter at WIFGirlsPod or visit our website, WrestlingIsForGirls.com. We are so excited for WrestleMania, even if it does include Austin Theory and Logan Paul. <laughs>